Hi, everybody, and welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Mackey Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin, how are you doing today? Real good, Bryn. Wow, where do we start on this one? Uh, let's talk about dividend stocks. Is this a big topic for a lot of people? Yeah, well, it's a big topic for me because that's primarily what I do for, for clients. I build, uh, you know, dividend portfolios, uh, you know, growth-oriented dividend portfolios, I, I like to, to call it. And uh, it, it's the, the core staple of my practice. Um, dividends are a wonderful thing. You know, company, <laughs> yes, they are. Company makes money <laughs> and they, they share it with uh, their shareholders. That's what a dividend is. And, uh, you know, sectors that uh, uh, are really good for paying dividends, uh, pipelines, telecoms, life insurance companies, uh, banks, you know, some of the oil and gas, some of the large integrated uh, utilities and, and REITs, real estate investment trusts. So, uh, you know, very, very. Uh, if a company is paying a dividend, it's a good indication that they're making money. If they have a long history of raising that dividend, it's a good indication that they they uh, have managed that business very effectively because their profits have been rising. Uh, you know, and and in some cases, companies have uh, like Enbridge, for example. You know. 30-year track records of raising their dividend consistently. There's been a lot of talk over the past year or two years about oil and gas really kind of taking it on the chin a little bit. But does that, when it comes to dividend stocks, do you see that at all? Or is it just the negative stories we see in the media? No, definitely uh, in some sectors, uh, you've, you've had a, a little bit of ups and downs in terms of the dividend payouts. Um, it, it, you know, back in 2008 and nine, uh, some of the U.S. banks canceled all their dividends uh, in, entirely. So uh, di dividends are not guaranteed. It's something that the company can choose to pay. Uh, now, of course, we, we take this into account when it uh, when looking at a company uh, repayment history, history of raising that dividend. Um, the most important thing when we talk about dividends is is yield. So uh, yield is simply the uh, dividend that the company is paying divided by the share price. So for example, uh, to keep it things really uh, simple, if a company is paying a $1 dividend and their share price is $10, that's a 10% yield. Okay. One divided by 10. Uh, it, we, we can tell a lot about a company by their yield as well in terms of financial uh, strength and stability. If a yield is very high, it's probably an indication that the share price has been dropping uh, and, and usually that's an indication that a company will not be able to maintain that dividend. So uh, that, that magic number is usually in the 4 to 6% range. Once, once a dividend yield starts getting higher than that 6% range, we start to, to look at the financial liquidity of the company. I grew up with my dad saying, you know, it's a good investment, banks, because they're always making money. Is it, is it still like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, Royal Bank just came out with their uh, their earnings, uh, the f full year earnings a uh, couple weeks ago here, and uh, I think they made twelve point six billion dollars, billion with a B. So they did uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, and and you know, the the other thing to consider with uh, with a company is what's called their payout ratio, and a payout ratio is simply the amount of uh, money that a, a company is paying out of their earnings uh, that goes towards the dividend. So the banks uh, average between uh, 30 and, and 40% payout ratios, which means they have a lot of latitude based on their earnings to raise the dividends. And we've, we've seen that in the last five years. All the banks in Canada have uh, raised their dividends uh, 
uh, you know, by quite quite a large amount percent wise. What is a compound drip? I was reading about this and I, I, I couldn't make heads or tails of it. But then again, that's not really what I do. That's why I have you on here. Well, a, a, a drip is a dividend reinvestment plan. So if, if you own shares of, I'll go back to Royal Bank, for okay. example. Uh, Royal Bank's paying a dividend right now. I think the yield is about 4%. Okay. Um, pick a nice round number. So if the shares are 100 bucks, they're paying a $4 dividend. Now, if, every, if you have a number of shares, every quarter you can enroll in their drip program, which means that when you get paid your dividend, uh, that dividend gets used to buy more shares of Royal Bank. And there's a compounding effect, effect of that. Yeah. So if you if every quarter you have 100 shares and you buy you know one share per quarter off your dividend, at the end of the year, you now have 104 shares. Pretty, pretty simple. Do a lot of people like that? Because I love that kind of stuff. That, that to me makes good sense. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the fundamentals of, uh, of investing, compounding. And, uh, you know, when, when we look at uh, managing portfolios for clients, um, and if we look at the, uh, the major stock indexes, uh, it d- doesn't matter what market you look at. You look at uh, Europe, the United States, Canada, almost 40% of the returns over time, on average, are uh, reinvested dividends. So you, you can't discount... Uh, the impact that those dividends have uh, on your long-term wealth. Tax-free income. Let's talk about the tax-free stuff because everybody likes anything that has those two words, tax-free. Yeah, and in, in this regard, I'm, uh, tax-free doesn't refer to the, you know, the tax-free savings accounts. If, uh, if you're an individual in, uh, in Alberta and you don't have any other income, you could earn uh, approximately $50,000 a year tax-free off a dividend portfolio. So if you had a million bucks in in stock and it was paying you a 5% dividend, uh, that would be $50,000 a year in income. Largely, you're getting that tax-free. And the reason for that is because when you invest in dividends, you get something called a dividend tax credit from the government, uh, which essentially um, on that first $50,000 in income negates the tax that you would have to pay both on a a federal and provincial level. And tax-preferred income? This is, is this something a lot of people look at? Oh, without a doubt. Okay. So tax, tax preferred income just refers to the fact that uh, income tax on uh, dividend income is taxed at a lower rate than interest. So if you've got uh, money outside of shelters sitting in uh, a GIC, for example, that's going to be taxed at your regular income. So let's say your income is uh, 75 or $100,000 and you had $10,000 in GIC uh, interest income, that just gets tacked on to your regular income. Also saw something on commons and preferreds, and, and I was trying to get my head wrapped around that. Yeah, that, that gets a little more complicated yet. <laughs> That's because, why I couldn't could uh, get my head wrapped around it. You know, typically if you have a, uh, a common share, and I'll, I'll go back to the Royal Bank as an example. Okay. Um, that's just a straight uh, dividend uh, on the share. Now, that dividend can be, you know, raised or lowered. RBC has a fairly good... Uh, track track record of raising that dividend. Uh, now, the banks are, are also uh, big issuers of preferred shares. And preferred share is just, uh, you know, if, if, if a company was ever to liquidate their assets, preferred shares get a little bit better treatment on the balance sheet in terms of uh, common shares. Uh, so they're, they're considered a little bit safer than the commons. Um, and they also pay dividends. You, you get a dividend tax credit for, for owning a preferred. Now, preferreds are a complicated animal because there's literally, uh, you know, 
probably uh, 20 to 30 different uh, features on a preferred chair right. that can make them uh, very complicated to understand. Like I said, I, it, was a, it was turning into a bit of a maze for me. So here's the best part of all this. If you have any questions on dividend stocks, you give Dustin a call or you can contact them. Let's talk about your phone number first. Uh, you can reach me at 780-905-7729. And your email address? DLamontang at MackieResearch.com. And you can also check out their website at MackieResearch.com for some more details as well. And that's where Dustin is. Uh, just a reminder too, the markets and financial numbers change frequently. And what we may talk about today could easily change by later today and overnight. So it's always important to make a note of that. Wow, that one went quickly. That was a fast one today. Uh, thanks for your time, and we'll talk to you again uh, coming up here in the next few weeks. Thanks, Brent. All right. All right.